Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host, Kimei, and I'm here to you on your creative journeys through the Creative Champs platform. If you hear any in the background, it's my cat. <laughs> no, it's not my cat. It's my mom's cat, but it's my cat. But anyway, um, she's just wailing at the moment. So this episode, I wanted to speak about the different routes available after you leave university, because when I spoke to a bunch of students throughout the week, and you know what, over the course of the last few years, in fact, um, but in particular, over the last week or so, where this conversation was, um, where I brought it up again on my page, I asked about the sort of gearing towards certain routes once you finish uni. And a large majority of students were saying that they felt like their course lecturers or their uni leaders or whatever they're called these days, I don't know. Um, a lot of attention was sort of placed on getting them into more corporate roles, more um, design studios, employment, basically um, design internships, that sort of thing. So not as much emphasis on freelance routes or self-employed routes or other routes. It was more so geared towards, okay, once you've finished here, then you're going to hand out your CV. You're going to apply for jobs in design studios, design firms, design agencies, etc., etc. And it's a minefield because there are so many creative graduates who don't want to go that route. I was one of them. I didn't want to work for a studio. I didn't want to work in a studio or... I wanted to work for myself, but there was a very brief period where I did try because I thought this would be the only way that I would make it forward, right? There was a point where I was like, okay, let me um, see if I can get somewhere with this. But then what I found, like what I've mentioned in a previous episode is that to do these design internships, especially back then, they weren't paying you. And so a large majority of us couldn't afford to do them in the first place. And to this day, it still feels like there is still a lot of nepotism, a lot of elitism in terms of getting these jobs in these establishments and these big design firms and everything like that. You know, you have to have proximity to people who are already sort of up there. You have to know the right people. You have to have enough money. Yeah. And I'm going there and I'm going to say that because, again, I did speak to a few students who said that they... Although they've been geared for design work in um, studios and stuff, they don't feel like they are even, they don't feel like it's accessible to them. It's not accessible. They find that the same sort of, you know, privileged people are getting access to these spaces time and time again. So much so that they're actually being forced into freelance routes or other routes. But they don't feel prepared for these routes because they haven't really been learning anything about it in university as it's been so heavily focused on corporate routes do you see and obviously this goes without saying this isn't in reference to every single university there are some universities that um they're up they're actually doing a bit more to um diversify the the options and share more about what you can do after you leave university, more about freelancing, also introducing elements of the business side of things, which is a great step forward. You know, it's a great step forward. I'm actually doing some workshops for um, one particular university, speaking about these sorts of things. 
how to generate different income streams, how to attract clients to your freelancing businesses, speaking about those sorts of issues, networking and while you're an introvert, you know, and these are the really key things that need to be learned about before you step out into the freelance world. I mean, you know, but time and time again, like I say, you know, you hear that people aren't prepared because they've just been geared for this one tried, tested route when actually the whole thing needs a shake up because we've got a plethora of opportunities available to us as, as creators now that perhaps weren't as commonly known before or perhaps that weren't even there before because obviously with social media and all this technology that's been advanced or developed in the last few years there that along with that comes a whole new set of opportunities right for creators so we want to talk a little bit about what you can do okay so one of the routes as we've just mentioned is to go on sending out your cv get in studio work work in design firms, design companies, working for others, essentially, um, which is what some choose to do. Perfectly fine to each their own. But if you don't want to do that, you can obviously go freelance. So you can go about curating and choosing the projects that you want to work on. You can decide which area you want to specialise in. Do you want to be a generalist? Do you want to specialise in maybe one or two areas? Or find a way to merge them together so that you can provide a unique tailored service. Um, whatever it is that you choose to do in your freelance route, it will be <laughs> crucial that you learn the ins and outs. The ins and outs. Because do you know what? When I left university, I can't even lie to you, I didn't actually figure out what the exact purpose of a designer was until I left and I researched that myself. For all I know, they might have even told us at one point or another, but I didn't really feel like the, the way that they were teaching really suited my learning style because that's another problem as well. <laughs> it just felt like, um, you know, a lot of lectures and uh, PowerPoint presentations and things like that and don't always learn the best using those methods. So learning the ins and outs about the, the, the role of a designer, or if you're an artist, you know, what are the fundamentals that you need to learn about art in terms of what the goal is, what the purpose is, why it's there, why art, why art exists, you know, just really get into the, the root of the foundation of it. Because I mean, during uni, I think elements of this should be covered really and truly theory, the behind the practice and the reason for it existing but if it isn't something that you found that has been um sort of uh discussed or broached or taught to you during your time at uni then that's something that you're going to need to learn the ins and outs of all right so that's going to be the first step and also um setting out to define some sort of mission for yourself defining exactly what it is that you want to do what kind of projects you enjoy working on and how you can go in search of more of the same rather than it being a case of, okay, I can design this, I can do that. So let me just put a bunch of things on my portfolio and hope and see what sticks kind of thing. Try and hone in on a couple of things that you genuinely enjoy, that you want to do. Because you'll find like after a little while, 
I mean, all right, for example, me, I started off with web design, funnily enough, web design and then graphic design and then pattern design. So it was like a, a general sort of transition. But there was a point where I was at crossroads because I had a, a bunch of things happening. And I was like, well, I'm kind of enjoying pattern design more than anything else. So that's what I'm going to put my focus into. And I found that I was a lot happier and that I was a lot less stressed about, oh, should I accept this project or not? Because people would ask me to undertake projects related to web design, for example, but I didn't, I stopped enjoying it. I stopped enjoying it. And, um, but I kept telling myself, oh, you know, to get clients, I've got to take on, take on these projects. I don't really want to do. And, but then I realized that the actual key is to stick to what I enjoy, because then you find it easier to, to learn more about it, to make sure that you're keeping on top of things because you're genuinely interested in it. But when you're trying to hold on to things that you're not that interested in because you think it's what's going to work or what's going to um, make you attract more clients, sometimes can end up being counterproductive and it will end up stressing you out. So, or it can end up stressing you out because you, you end up feeling like you don't want to say yes to certain projects because you don't actually want to do it anymore. So really get clear on what it is that you want to specialise in or if you want to generalise, maybe pick around two or three. But obviously, that's not something anybody can gatekeep. It's up to you entirely. But um, as a rule of thumb, maybe it might be easier to stick to around that number just so that you're able to fully learn about the ins and outs of each. And then that will also lend itself to you being able to provide higher quality results. If you are one of those people who actually doesn't want to freelance, you don't want to work in a studio, you've got a bunch of options as well. And in fact, I had a conversation with one, um, not a friend anymore. Um, (laughs) You know how it is. Um, Some people. So um, this person said to me, oh, if you're not a freelancer or you don't work in a design studio, you're not going to make it in the creative industry, which is absolute bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. We've got to be honest here. Not everybody wants to be a freelancer. Um, Not everyone wants to work in a design studio and not everyone wants to work freelance. Freelancing requires a great deal of patience, a great deal of interaction with others, a great deal of organisation, a great deal of things that some people might not feel comfortable doing. Some people aren't comfortable interacting with people day in, day out. Some people aren't comfortable with um, pitching or doing things related to... Some people just aren't comfortable with the, the way you have to to conduct projects as a a freelancer they're not just just they're just not comfortable with that sort of one-to-one interaction if you don't want to freelance and you don't want to work in a design studio but you want to make something out of your creativity you can sell art-based products you can set up a shop featuring these art-based products you could create fabric you could create patterns you could license art you could license prints, you could license patterns, you could create catalogs that display these patterns and then use this as a way to license to people. So people could come on your website and purchase your designs from you, like purchase the actual files, the design files, and then use it to print out onto whatever they want to print out onto. Yeah. Or you could create the um, art-based products from scratch, where you're actually creating and selling the physical item yourself. 
You could do print on demand as a form of um, income. I, I wouldn't say, I mean, print. you can, you can find success as a, um, a, a print on demand artist, but it's, I personally would say it's something that you would have to do in conjunction with other things. Uh, I personally wouldn't put all my eggs into that basket because of the fact that the royalty payouts are usually very low. And there are other ways that you can maximise on profit from your own work outside of print on demand. But it is an option as an additional source of income, I would say. So you've got that. You can also um, sell design assets. So if you're a graphic designer, you can design icons, icon packs. If you're a you could you could design fonts, you could design templates for ebooks or presentations. There are so many different things you can create in the digital 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 sphere using your art and design skills because there's such a need for it. There's such a need for these design assets online especially for um, user experience or is it user interface? I get them mixed up sometimes. User interface and user experience designers. One of them deals with the back end and one of them deals with the front end. I get them mixed up, sorry. And it's early. So there are people who will, who will massively benefit from that. You know, there might be some people who can't afford to, you know, hire a, a, a one-to-one designer per se. So they might just need something to you know, use throughout their websites or social media. You know, you've got a lot of social media templates floating around. You've got, do you know what I personally would like to see more of are some ebook templates because for me, myself, like Creative Champs, um, I actually hired a, an amazing illustrator to do the visual assets, which I haven't revealed yet, but I will be revealing when the website reopens. Um, when I say the website reopens, the website's open, but I'm creating a brand new website um like a learning platform which is aiming for which I'm aiming for um the end of uh April but you know how long is a piece of string so it would be nice to see some like ebook templates that don't look uh, the ebook templates that I'm seeing they're very quite girl boss you know that girl boss look do you know what I mean you know like um like a lot of pink, peach, um, uh, that joined up writing, cursive writing. and But I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of that look. I want something that's a bit more modern, a bit more playful, a bit more... Eh. But I don't really find a lot of templates like that. So that could be a shout. That could be a shout. But um, yeah, because I'm so focused on creating the material and the content itself, I'm having to sort of um, outsource responsibility for the visual assets. Because if I was to do everything by myself, it would take me forever. And I don't have forever. Don't have forever. So, <laughs> yeah. And like I say, you know, on my on the Creative Champs Instagram page and also on Key May Instagram page, there are options. There are posts about different things you can do. And also, if you click on the link in the bio for both profiles, there is an article called Three Ways to Earn as a Creator, um, which is an article I wrote for Creative Lives in Progress, detailing the different ways that you can generate income as a, a creator after leaving uni. All right, so hopefully this helped you out a little bit if you were at a little bit of a crossroads in terms of what you could do afterwards. And um, yeah, I will be speaking to you same time next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right, take care, bye.